Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul Angeline. Today we're talking about the D and D movie. Yes, I believe it's subtitled is Honor Among Thieves. And this is a no spoilers edition. Right. There you go. There it is. So overall, I think I enjoyed the movie. I gotta say I did like it. Uh, I think it's the best D and D movie I have ever seen. I totally agree. And that's not saying much. So that's a low bar. <laughs> but this one was good. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, I think it had uh, a good mix of action, story, uh, adventure. It was pretty cool. And it had very pretty actors. Yeah, and the actors did a good job. They actually were, they weren't like B actors. They were no. A actors, if you right. can say that. Yeah, I think so. I think you could say that. They I were, mean, Chris Pine and... I think he was the most expensive actor, but still. Uh, I don't know. Hugh Grant might have been more expensive than Chris Pine. I think, well, I don't know. I don't know. Hugh Grant's kind of old. <laughs> so yeah. I think the actor's lineup was fine. I think they did a good job. I think. They Hugh did Grant, an excellent job of, of casting them, I think. I, I think so. And I I was a little worried about Michelle Rodriguez because she's kind of an action star, plays a lot of. Uh, she was She played an action star in this one. She played a barbarian. Yeah, yeah. I, Excellent barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was I was a little, uh, I, don't, I don't know what that word is, but I was a little hesitant to think that she'd do a good job in this genre of a movie. But I think it was, she did really good. I think I was pleasantly surprised at her acting skill. Because like I said, you know, she plays, she plays in modern movies and, and usually is typecasted because she's Latina. So I think sometimes. Uh, so she usually either plays a cop or a thief. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There so there you go. But, this time uh, she played a barbarian, which is probably a stretch for uh, for anybody. You know, these will usually choose uh, or play a barbarian in uh, most modern movies. So when we when I was looking at this movie, I have heard about all these uh, what do you call it, Easter eggs and stuff. I didn't really notice any of them because I was just like watching the movie. I wasn't uh, watching the very you know looking at. Every little detail. I thought this. I thought the same thing when we left the movie. I thought I heard there were Easter eggs, but I must have missed all of them or not noticed what they were, which isn't unusual for me because there's a lot going on during the movie. Right, it's a big screen, right? And we took my mother because she really wanted to go to the movies, but she sat with her fingers in her ear for part of it because it was too loud for her. Well, almost any movie is going to be too loud for an eighty-four-year-old yes. lady. But she she had fun. She told me it was a great movie. <laughs> so, so it's for young and old alike. So, I think when we uh, look at this movie and we we not really criticizing it, I'm not, you know, this is not a critique of the show uh, or the movie, but we wanted to explore some certain ideas about how was D and D presented in this in this film in this film. So there are three ideas that you told me we were exploring. The right. first one is, how are we doing setting first or character creation? Uh, the setting. Okay. Was the was the setting like a and d setting, he says? Yeah, right. Was Forgotten Realms portrayed... How was Forgotten Realms portrayed? Was it uh, just like a place that most people wouldn't notice or, or even understand? Or was it... Did they really give you a lot of details about Forgotten Realms? Well, they talked about they talked about Waterdeep, right? They the right. only briefly. I think I think it's really hard, right? It's really hard 
to convey a whole world in a well i forget how long this movie was two and a half hour movie and uh and be able to do it well without this big old huge information dump right so when we look at forgotten realms i think i think what what, what i gathered from from the movie from what on on my take is that if you're a fan of forgotten realms either from the tabletop role-playing game or role-playing game and or any of the computer games you would know where or be excited about the names that they use or where this takes right things takes place but on the other hand if you've never heard or even have any idea what forgotten realms is it was pretty interesting because like the locales that they use were very general locales and and they could you could understand where they were like icewind dale you know ice wind and they were up in the you know in the frozen north so it wasn't it's like a no-brainer and then water deep they only talked about water deep the the city they were in was never winter oh never winter so yeah and, and Though a lot of books and a lot of uh, a lot of there's a lot of stuff about Neverwinter, you get this idea that it's you know like a medieval fantasy town and stuff. It like definitely that. looks like it, and that was I mean, I don't think they were so concerned with portraying the setting for right, right. for the general public. Right. It was just if, if you went to go see the movie, it would be like going to see Conan, right? Right, correct. It's just a, a fantasy world, and and in Conan, they don't really. I'm just gonna divert myself a little bit. Uh, the Conan they really didn't talk about uh, the set, the, the, the setting. Though they did have a, like a little, like at the beginning of the movie, somebody narrated what was going on, kind of. But they didn't go into details about. The they didn't do that in this movie, and they didn't do that in this movie. So I thought that was pretty good. I don't, I don't necessarily understand if that's good or bad. But since I already knew about Forgotten Realms, it it didn't. I don't think it would help me if there was this somebody narrating about whether it'd be a minute or five minutes of what what forgotten realms was and i don't think that would have added anything to the movie to explain it yes i mean because the general public couldn't care less and (laughs) the gaming community is gonna know most likely if they've played D in forgotten realms right I think what's the Greyhawk is the other setting. Yeah, there's Greyhawk, but that's an old setting. That's from what that's AD&D. what I'm saying. So and nobody uses that hardly. Some anymore. people still do. They've I never mean, left it, but I'm just saying that a lot of people know the town names and stuff for Forgotten Realms. Well, because it's so it's so attached to Fifth Edition, right? And, and I thought it was pretty popular. cool when they were in the frozen part. What was it called? Icewind Dale. Icewind Dale, and then they they did drop names of things. And then they went into the under, the underdark. Yeah, so so they they did give you all kinds of views of the whole Forgotten Realms, which was well kind of cool. the Sword Coast mainly. The, yeah, yeah. Because they didn't go into like, uh, I like where the Dale lands are and or Suzeo. Suzeo and all that stuff. So they de- mainly dealt with the Sword Coast, which is probably the most popular locales on most role playing games. When I, uh, I mean, not most role playing games, but most things that happen in Forgotten Realms, whether it be adventures, adventure books, and stuff like that. Like uh, against the giants, so the yeah. Storm King's Thunder that was in the Sword Coast. A lot of adventures deal with the Sword Coast, which a lot of people don't like because, like, okay, we got another adventure Sword Coast, but but that's Forgotten Realms is huge, is what they're saying. Eberron, is, Eberron is, is a different world. I know, but in the Sword Coast, there's the the place that you can go. To there. The Underdark, 
Anyway. Anyway. You make these hand signals and I don't know. <laughs> like catch them. So I think it was I think it's pretty cool. I think, you know, you get the idea what that this is a fantasy world. So Saul liked the setting. And things yeah, and things things are explained enough that if you never heard of Forgotten Realms, I think they did a good job of just giving you this quick splash introduction and, and you understand what's going on in the movie. Yeah. Now there's these characters are loosely I think they're kind of loosely based or they might be explicitly based on char- on character classes that you can play in D&D. Right? Well, yeah, they 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 definitely are. Now, did they ever call uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character a barbarian? I don't remember if they actually referred to her as a barbarian. I'm not sure if they I they they did talk about her where she came from the clan and tribes and stuff like that but but anyway but I they but they do say that she is a barbarian in like the the stuff written about them yes yes oh yeah uh what about the paladin did they ever refer to him as a paladin i think he was a- i don't know if they refer to him as a paladin they they did refer to him as a harper yes but that was a that's a group that was an excellent character. Okay, so let's. Like, I'm just. He was well. One, he, the actor is gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> what? what Reggae Jean Page. He's like. I have no idea who that is. Yes, you do. <laughs> Never seen him before in my life. Yeah, right. Okay, so okay, we'll start with the. Just palette. so here's a spoiler for you. Saul's one of Saul's favorite shows is Bridgerton. Yes, it's a good show. I like it. I, I, I and he like played the the Duke. The Duke. Was he a Duke? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure he was. So I think when we when we look at the we can talk this, about that character yeah, class first. first because that was I thought it was excellent. He came in and you could totally he was a paladin, right? He was he was doing good and he was gonna fight all evil, and he did really. It was he portrayed it excellently. I thought he was a kickass. Okay, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think my wife is just smitten over the actor, not necessarily the character. But I think I think of all the other character classes that were portrayed, this one was the best. I think he did an excellent job as a paladin. Oh no, he did. Yeah, he did an excellent job. He's a great actor. I, th- I think he's a great he actor. had shiny armor, right? Yeah, that was. And he yes. could fight really well. And he was he had that stoic, uh, you know, like reverent way he portrayed the character and. You know, I played a calendar in AD&D for many years, and I never got to that level of stoicness and, and I don't know, gravitas. I was kind of a chaotic. I, I like the character, the way that they portrayed the paladin, but I think a lot of times when people portray paladins, they portray them just a little bit harsher. Like, you need to be following, the, you need to be doing good. You, you need to stick to your code, right? That kind of thing. Right. And he was a little bit softer. I understand what you have gone through, but you shall come back to the way. Right. right. I think you're right. I think that was a little bit of a good twist in my part, for my part, that he wasn't portrayed like this really rigid, draconian, you're going to be lawful good. Yeah. Gosh darn it. And he and, was lawful good. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. He was totally lawful good. But he but, it wasn't like obtrusive to, on everybody. Like Exactly. Like a lot of people who I think who played paladins and even me I probably would try to do that. I would play a paladin who you knows very straight laced. Straight laced and set in their way. Yeah. 
And but he he was, but but there was also some like it was empathy in the way his character yes, was, yes, which is something I've never thought of in a paladin. Which I thought was really a good a good idea, and yeah. maybe other people play paladins like that, but but your group has always seen paladins more as a very uh, rigid as a very rigid right yes. set in there set in there there this is we I follow this god this is what we do and. All evil must die. Yeah, that kind of thing. Which comes into conflict with sometimes with the party with you when you have thieves and stuff in your party. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe there might be some some issues there. So, so I thought that was a great character. I think he did a really good job of portraying the paladin. I think the writers did a really good job of giving them the inf- you know the the lines and stuff to, and the storyline behind the character was really well done. And the action sequences, you know, where he's fighting, they were really well done. And he does a good job of that physicality of mm-hmm. of moving. Now I know he wasn't fighting the monsters that he fought, but that's all special effects. But he has enough physicality and and enough. Uh, gorgeousness <laughs> <laughs> well there's that aspect i i hate to say it but there's that aspect of paladins i remember back in the day in ad and you needed to have a charisma of 17 or higher to be even be a paladin and he definitely had a 17 or higher <laughs> okay i'm starting to feel a little bit uh it's okay <laughs> You already know I think he's gorgeous. Yeah, he's a pretty good looking and guy. And he's a good actor. It was it was he did a really good job. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed that character class. I thought I wasn't sure what to expect from any of these actors. Right. And right. I thought that he he portrayed it. And I know that has to do with the writers, right? The people who wrote the script. So right. they did a really good job of of showing you what a paladin is. Is he English? Yes. Oh, okay. So that accent wasn't fake? <laughs> No more fake than Hugh Grant's accent. <laughs> anyway, so I think it was pretty well. He he did a really good job uh, portraying that that class. Yes, and the writers did a good job of writing everything. And like I said, he was physical enough; like he could move that sword. And pretty young person, young actor, and he's athletic, you know. And so you know when he's moving that sword and and, and fighting in those action sequences, it looked pretty good. I mean, he he paid a lip. Pulled it off really well. So, of all the character classes uh, portrayed in this movie, I think his was the best. I don't know. I, I think, th- in the sense that I think he played it the best. I think he had more. He had a a, a more defined character as far as portraying the class of a paladin than anybody else did. Because, like, like I'm not sure what exactly the, the other class, except for the barbarian, what other classes they were, other than the fact that they could do what they did. Like the, well, the druid like, and the sorcerer are obviously druids and sorcerer, and he, uh, I mean he, and, and Chris Pine's character, he I was a bard. He was a bard, but yeah. at first I thought he might have been a, a, a rogue, right? But well, they say he was a bard, and, and he did have an instrument with him. Yes, but but anyway, so I, for me, I think uh, the paladin character was the best defined, and I think they gave him a lot of uh, of uh, um, acting. I don't know the meat to play with. Well, to seek his teeth into and really play that character. Um, I really like the character uh, class that he played, but I I think you I think the bar the um the barbarian was also very good. Okay, so the barbarian class. Let's move on to Michelle Rodriguez's character, the barbarian. And and she was really good as a barbarian because she did exactly what a barbarian does. <laughs> she went in and just kicked ass. And I I think talking about physicality, the the stunts that she did, I I don't know if she. 
how when the stunt double comes in and when it doesn't. But I thought it was really the fighting scenes were excellent. With yeah, her. with her and yeah. and you could and there was a running joke throughout the whole movie. You know that other people she goes she had to do the fighting because nobody else could in her group. <laughs> You're right because the paladin is only well. The paladin is not with the group the whole time, so yeah. So she's she's the main fighter for the whole movie, for the group. What I also liked about it is that without her, without telling you this is our barbarian, she kind of just she shows you it instead of telling that they, they, she shows you that that she is a barbarian instead of somebody telling you or narrating that she's a barbarian because of her physicality, because of the way she fought. And and then her character, her character was very uh, barbarian-like. And at the same time, though, I think she did a real good job of playing in that world. You know, I was worried, you know, that first D&D movie, which was terrible back in 2000, which took 10 years in the making, or 20, but uh, all the actors there seemed to be, like, just playing a part where... She was, you know, and she was playing a part, right? But, but it was believable. It was like, you know, you're not when when actors are just like there to pick up a paycheck, you can no, you'll notice it. And in this case, they were actually doing a good job of doing. You know, I understand that maybe, oh, this is a D and D movie about a, some game, so it's kind of goofy. And I don't think that that did not come across at all from any of the actors. And they did go into her backstory, which we won't go into. But yeah, I thought it was it, well it was, done. It was it was good. It was well it, done. I thought it was good showing how you end up where you do in a D and D game. Right? Why are you adventuring? Why with are a, you there with a group of people? Yeah. Yes, I think it was very well done, and I think she did a good job acting. I, I was like I said earlier, I was a little hesitant about somebody who's kind of typecast in certain roles, but no, she did a good job, and I think it was well done. It was. So let's talk about the bard. The Bard, Chris Pine, the the main actor. Uh-huh. I want to say the main actor because he was the most expensive actor. I think they paid him ten million dollars to do this part. I think he did a good job. I think he did. I think he was. He did come across now, and we've talked about bards before. Bards are are what sometimes they're the face of the group, right? That's what they're supposed Correct. to. Correct. And he was that definitely. Yes. He was good, and, bad, or ugly. Well, uh, he's not ugly, but <laughs> well, you know what I mean. And he was the de facto leader of the group. Yes, right. He put the band together, so, so to speak. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> That's right. Well, he was the central character, right? Yeah. He was the one that was organizing everything. And, um, but I also thought I well, see playing a bard is always hard, right? They say you're a a jack of all trades and all not trade. a not good at anything, right? Or not perfect at anything, or not really good at. At one thing. At one thing. That was a that was an interesting kind of kind of uh, character. character idea, and I don't know that that's how I would play a bard, but um, it was an interesting. It I I, I wasn't sure because a lot of the times he he came across as a rogue or a thief, right? roguish. Yeah, so he was well. Look at the name. Bard. Look at the sub name. Sub name. The subtitle. The, the honor among thieves. So. They never discussed alignments in this game, in this movie, which I thought no, was they, good. No, they didn't. Uh, but I think 
he does play a roguish like character, right? I wasn't sure from the very beginning what he was. Uh and then I, I got the hint from the movie, from the movie title. But I think you're right, he was a bard, he carried an instrument and he actually played the instrument yes. and sang. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was like a prop for a rogue so you can get away with things. People say, Oh, he's a bard. You know, he sings at taverns. But I think it was I think he he did portray that character class very well. And like you said, when you play a bard, you're supposed to be a jack of all trades, and and he did that really well. You know, yeah. he was kind of like you know he was slightly good at fighting, but he was also into. He did he was, talk up the group, like you know how bards cast spells to make their group happy, or or they sing to make their you know to bring uh, up yeah. their morale and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that had a lot to do with what he was. Right, right, because he was kind of like the the what he, do you call he kept it? The saying, I'm the, the I'm the plan man, we or <laughs> something like that. Some some so. <laughs> It was very interesting. It, I think it was it was a good portrayal and and like every D and D setting or or game that you play, there's moral dilemmas and stuff. There should be right. There's, I think there should be. Moral and there dilemmas. was yeah. So and I think he had a good backstory. Yeah. Right. It was. It wasn't like they just did like flashbacks for backstory. Right. But but I really liked it. It wasn't. It wasn't two pages. Right. Two it pages. was just like a. <laughs> Well, well a dream saying, sequence. It wasn't. It, it wasn't the typical. Everybody, the orc slaughtered my family, and I have to avenge them. So yeah. He had a better backstory. There was none of that backstory anywhere in this in this movie. So that was good. Or background. I don't know if you call it backstory background anyway, because it's a movie, not a game. But I think he did a good job acting. I think that it was pretty well written. I mean, I enjoyed the movie in that sense. I didn't think there was any glaring mistakes as far as oh i wouldn't have said that or i wouldn't have done that or a bard wouldn't do this and stuff like that so i thought he they did a good job of keeping the the character so far the characters very well aligned with what what character classes right that, and at the same time they were believable yeah as far as there was they were stereotypical but not oddly played right Not like, like super stereotypical yeah, right yeah. yeah exactly so then there was the the next one i want to talk about is the sorcerer who was the he was the youngest or right he looked the youngest yeah well well the the youngest yeah so far yeah that we talk about and he looked like he was in his early 20s yeah right and i think he's probably the lead well no his his it was he was like a first a first level sorcerer or maybe a second well first level because he had issues and <laughs> without giving anything away he he did overcome his issues right and I think you're right we we don't really have much to go on as to what level he was right right but he seemed to be not very high level yeah right or at least he had some like you said some issues and very squishy right. Oh, of course, and that's what and that's what the uh, sorcerers are. <laughs> and that, in that sense, he's portrayed very well. But I think of all the characters, he probably got the least amount of screen time, or at least personal screen time, where it's only about him. And he did get his little yeah. spotlight, yes. But I think he was the le- the the least developed character in a sense. But at the same uh. time, I think there's only so much you can focus on each and every character and give them equal time. For, for for a movie for a movie exactly now if it was like if it was a series uh, yeah. or something then you could I would understand that he would probably get a lot more 
stuff to say in the movie and, and do more things in the movie. I'm not saying he did. He was like a side character and you hardly saw him. But I just felt that he was he was less uh, defined. I don't know. Defined and he was and he didn't get as much screen time. I don't know. As the rest of the I don't cast. know if I agree with you on that, but but I, I, go okay. It's okay. Yeah, we can agree to disagree. But I'm thinking for me, the, the main characters of this movie was the barbarian and uh, Bart because they were like the best buddies. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. everybody else is kind of ancillary. And then they brought in a druid. A druid. Yes. Yes. I I thought it was very interesting. How they brought her in, she wasn't in the group at the beginning of the movie, and they kind of recruited her, kind of, which is cool because that happens, right? Yes. Like you know, as you're forming your group, not everybody's going to be formed at the same time. You know, I know when you typically put not everybody plays this way, but a lot of people who want to just get into the action will just say, "Well, we all meet in a tavern and we're all together and we all become friends," right? Uh, they didn't do that in this movie, which I thought was very refreshing. That they didn't like introduce everybody at the same time, right? Yes. Uh, not everybody was in uh, it was together at the, in the movie at the whole time. You know, they didn't start off together. So I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was very interesting. And so this was a later recruit, this uh, druid character, and I really liked her. I li- I think she had some. She was quirky like a druid should be, right? Like, you know, they're a you know, tree hugger kind of person and, and, you know, really cares about the environment or, or the forest. Like and a I, true druid, it was, there was lots of animals, animals shifting or whatever you want uh, to Shape shifting. Shape shifting. Right. So I'm, everybody who's seen the commercials, you know, she shape shifts into the owlbear, which I thought was really well done. Yeah. Uh, I think the special effects were pretty good. Yes. They didn't cut on the 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 budget on the special effects so it doesn't look like it's like crappy it's really well done it's really neat and i think it really shows the power of an owlbear like most people think the owlbear is a stupid animal but then when you see this owlbear in action it is a mix between an owl and a, and a bear, a bear. <laughs> and a lot of it is bear right so it's pretty cool uh, her character, I think they give you a backstory. They tell you where she comes from. And the actress, which I don't really recognize who she is, but she's rather young. So I do know that. Yeah, she's probably the she youngest young. of the cast. And then and then the actual rogue was Hugh Grant. Oh, and Hugh Grant. I forgot to talk about I didn't even think about him as a, as even a, in the movie. It was a interesting. He was a... A pretty heartless rogue. So it was an interesting. It was an interesting. Uh... Yes, I mean you you look at Hugh Grant, and you're right. He is rogue, you know, roguish type of character. I had not thought about Hugh Grant, what character class he was, but it's interesting. I think he did a good job. I'm not sure I would have cast him in that spot, but what the hell? He did a good job. I don't think he he did a terrible job. I don't even know who I would use in that what actor I think I would like to use. For me, uh, I thought he might be a little bit too old. Uh, I forgot, I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be he's got to be in his 60s. Yeah. So, for me, I thought he was a little bit too old. Uh, I, I think they, it was fine. He was fine. <laughs> well, you, well, I like Hugh I ha- I've never seen Hugh Grant play a bad guy, though, like that. Well, yes. I mean, some of his characters are questionable. Right. But- but anyway, I think uh, overall the movie was pretty well acted. I mean, I don't fault any anything. I don't fault. I don't find any faults in any of the acting that I saw on the screen. 
And what I really liked about it is that a lot of people say that it was kind of like a, a comedy. There was too much comedy bits in it. Uh, I agree. There was no. I mean, I I agree. There was a comedy in it, but I thought it was a like in any in any adventure when things are too serious, you need that levity to 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 lighten up the the group and not get too down in the dumps. Well, I think that would bring you to your to your third question that you asked. Uh, was it like a D and D game? Oh, like a D and D game, and I and I, for for the most part, I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, I think you you have this uh, group that is going on adventures already, and all of a sudden you need somebody and you recruit somebody else and you recruit another person so in that sense i think it was your then you're given a quest or you give yourself a quest however way you want to do it and then there's the ramifications of that quest and what happens and there's side quests right the things that always get in the way of completing what you want to do so in that sense i think it was a very well organized session to run a dnd game Yes, I I agree. Except I'm going to say that no D and D game would get that much stuff done in two hours. In an actual D and D session, <laughs> that would take you you know a few well, sessions. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, yeah, it would be more of, 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 a, of, of a campaign. Campaign. I think it would be a campaign because character play, characters players are not going to be so task orientated like these like a script is. Right. So there's going to be meanderings, right? Yeah. There's going to be more meanderings than there was in this movie, and because they're in a movie, they're task oriented <laughs> because so, it was written that so, way and then of course combat would take longer than oh, yeah. it did on the screen i think that's one of the main complaints of almost any well but game. but it shows you that how fast the combat actually is going right right because when you're in combat in D D, it's what six sec six second intervals yeah i believe it is still six seconds per turn and in this case, so it's really going by fast, but it just takes you an hour to do yes, whatever you yes, want to do. Yes, exactly. So everything slows down, and I think that happens in almost any role playing game when you're playing combat. It slows down because you're just as important stuff, right? Even if you aren't using miniatures and you're doing all theater of the mind, you have to give every player the opportunity to tell you what they're doing, to act and react to what's right. going on. So that that gives that's always going to take more time. Correct. Right. So I thought that was interesting. I, I thought about that during the combat scenes in the movie, that <laughs> this would take a lot of time if you were if you brought out the mat. And the and then also, a lot of it, I really liked it because it, it showed how when you roll the dice, you don't always do exactly what you think you're going to do. Yes, mistakes happen or things don't go off like you wish they would. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, overall, I think... This movie was really well done on all aspects. The, super, the, the special effects were well done. The acting was really well done. I have no gripes about it. Most people seem to like it. And what I liked about it also is that they did include humor, but it wasn't humor that was like making fun of D&D or their fans. Right. Or they wasn't making fun of. It was just humor to lighten the, the seriousness of the movie sometimes. That does happen in games. People crack jokes and people say funny things when weird thing, when things go weird in, in the session. That, that's, part of the, that's part of playing D&D, right. right? I think uh, I saw a short video. I don't know if they recorded the whole thing, but the actors actually had a D&D session. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. And they played it. And then afterwards, they were talking about the game. And, and I don't think any of them had ever played D&D. &D. And they were saying how 
how it was a very collaborative game, and and they were using words that everybody uses when they're talking about D and D. And I thought it was very interesting. I think that that gave them a little bit of a centered place to draw from. When you like, if you have never played the game, you have no idea. You have these maybe some mis uh, what do you call it ideas. Uh, missed ideas, no. <laughs> missed ideas. Conceptions. Misconceptions about what a session is or, or how it's played. And they and them being actors, they're like, oh, they're talking about spontaneity. They're talking about improv. They're talking about collaboration. All these things, which actors obviously have do. to do all the time. And I think that kind of comes through in the movie because they played that game before they started doing the movie. They're very glad they played the game because they can now have some... Something to draw from as, as to right. far as as far as you know, why people besides are really the excited. script, yeah, you know, exactly, and their paycheck, I yeah. guess. <laughs> so I, overall, I think I give it a, you know, a thumb, two thumbs up, uh, a plus, whatever, you, however you want to grade, five out of five uh, for action movies. I'm the type of critic that says I'm going to go see a movie to to be entertained. Now, there's different types of entertainment that I go see. I mean, I I go see John Wick for a different kind of show, D&D movie for a different kind of show, uh, Manchester by the Sea to cry through the whole movie. All these things, you go to see a movie for different reasons. I just like to go and get entertained. I have my drink. I have my popcorn. And unless it's terrible and I want to walk out of there, like Highlander 3 or the D&D movie, the original, I'm perfectly happy with the movie. So what he's saying is he's not a big critic. <laughs> I am not a big critic. I know, no. I just like to be entertained. And there's different ways to... I have different expectations depending on the movie. So there you go. If you haven't seen it, I would suggest you go see it. Yeah, go see it on a big screen. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. But there you go. This is Gaming Perspectives with... Saul. Angeline. You have a good day. Mm-hmm.